When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. I say hello. Hello, hello. Do you even know who this is, Smalls? Oh, I know every word to this song, but I also know that when we play back the podcast, the music will not be underneath it. So I'm sparing America, my terrible vocals. We are Unsportsmanlike, <laughs> presented by Progressive Insurance. We are live. Michelle Smallman and I have been going. CC in Paris. We are live in Florida today, thanks to Celsius. And what an interesting soundbite there from Josh Allen. I felt like I did nothing for the class project and still got an A, which is an interesting way of looking at yesterday with the Buffalo Bills 31-10 victory over the Dallas Cowboys, a victory in which he only completed seven passes. I actually think he did a ton yesterday by not doing a lot, which we will get to in a second. But there is a controversy brewing here because we have an active social media account at Unsports ESPN on Twitter. And there was a video that went up with Nuno, our producer, is with us here in Florida, complaining that we didn't give him a ride to the station this morning. Were we supposed to? That's my I thought process. I wasn't the driver. I didn't know. Nuno? I was just I'm not complaining that you guys didn't give me a ride, but... The actual didn't even reach out to be like, hey, how are you getting to the station? There was none of that. That's all that matters. See, I, yesterday, when I got here early, I took a nice walk over here to kind of just say, all right, how long is it going to take me? Oh, you took a walk over here? Yeah, I took a walk over here. Interesting. Go ahead. Yep. And then there was no, was like, all right, and if you were going to reach out, I'd be like, no, I'm good. Nice morning walk, all that type of thing. But then what I find out is Rob reached out to you about a ride as well, and you completely ignored him. So it's just not me. That is not true. I said, I don't understand. You want us to come get you. It's walking distance. Why would we come get you when you could walk? Like, they, they were put up in a hotel that is, like, around the corner Are from we talking here. five minutes, 20 minutes? How long is How this long walk? How long was the walk, Nuno? That's probably, like, seven minutes. It was, like, the walk is fine. It's not actually about the walk, and I'll probably need a, you know, a petty after this. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's the fact that, it's the fact that, like, Hey, you good? Like, see you tomorrow. Like, that's it's where... It's the gesture. Correct. All right, it's even you know if it's what? fake. Even there's, if it's fake. It's the consideration of exactly, our Exactly, exactly. Okay. I don't want this you coming by. It's like, I don't want you coming by, but, you know, just... Here's the thing I'll say. You have a good point. I should have done the check-in. That is, that is a fair point. I should have done the check-in. Hey, everything good on your end? Yeah. I should have done that. Now, the ride makes no sense because if you... like. They were specifically put up in a place to walk over here. We were put up in a place that uh, we're slumming it, you and I. Yeah, <laughs> to say the least. I thought it was to keep – we were put up in a place to keep us away from the talent. That's, uh, no. that's what I was well, we, uh, Michelle and I are staying in maybe the nicest place on planet Earth. I mean, it's, I'm not going to lie about that. It is luxurious. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we can't even t- – there's no secrets on that one. Yeah, I should have done the check-in. That said, I don't think I should have given you a ride. I, I would have said no. Yeah. I would have been like, I'm good. I'm a walk. I, I should have Wait, what? Yes. If you would have said no, then who cares? 
It's the principal, it's Pat. It's not the principal. Yes, it Go is. Go ahead, Pat. Yes, it is. Go so, ahead. That doesn't make any sense. I was with you until you said that you would have said no to the right anyway. So who cares no, if I'm, they even offered? I'm still well, with Nuno on this one. I want my friends. I'm with Nuno and it's against us. Yeah, I want, I want my clear. friends to invite me to things knowing I'm going to say no. The invite, not invite. they know that I'm going to say no, I yeah. still want them to invite me. Oh, we're going to get drinks at 9 p.m. I'll be asleep. But thank you for extending the invite. We should have done the same thing to Nuno. Bad teammates. Pat, a couple weeks ago when you were having car troubles and you were taking Ubers, did I not offer to actually drive you home so you didn't spend any money? Yeah. Like, you, that's so did you look thing. at me? Would you look at me different if I didn't? No, not at all. Because I, I wouldn't have expected you to do that. And I wasn't going to say yes anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. No, Nuno is right. Oh, we should have done the check-in. Hey, Nuno, you good? Everything good? Everything uh, I'm fine? good. I appreciate okay, good. it. Don't worry I'll talk it. to you in a week. Uh, so, yes. All right. We should have done the check-in. We yeah. should have done. Yeah, he's, he's right about that. That was lame of us. The ride doesn't make any sense, though. If you can walk here, we shouldn't be giving you a ride. It- Plus, you wouldn't have wanted a ride from us because we got lost in a parking lot where I had to do an 800-point turn to turn around. It, it was outrageously bad. And you were laughing at me instead entire, of trying to help. I was help. crying. I was laughing so hard. At no point did you say, hey, let me get out of the car and see if we can back up here. You just started laughing. No, so I that, said, should we film this? Yeah, Rob wonderful. Lorenzo on our yeah. socials. Our Wait, Rob's feed. getting way too many mentions today. Okay. Way Rob too many Lorenzo, mentions. social feed. Okay. Anyway, we are on Sportsman Like presented by Progressive Insurance. We are here in West Palm at the brand new ESPN West Palm Studios. We are opening them up thanks to Celsius here. And we are opening them up after a day in which the Buffalo Bills had as much of a statement win as you could have in the NFL. 31-10 at home against the Dallas Cowboys. Josh Allen out there saying that he feels like the kid in class who doesn't contribute to the school project, the group project, but still gets an A, which is pretty amazing to think about. Um, They were awesome. They were dominant. I would argue that right now, outside of the Baltimore Ravens, there is not a team, and this coming from me, who's been a Bills hater at times because of the fact that we see a guy and Josh Allen constantly turn over the ball, not yesterday, but I would argue there's not a team, Smalls, in the AFC outside of Baltimore that you'd want to avoid more than Buffalo right now. And Buffalo is a nine seed. They're on quite the streak. They've won three of their last four, and the game that they lost was to the Philadelphia Eagles. It was a close one, 37-34. They beat the Jets. They beat the Chiefs, and they beat the Cowboys. Two of those three impressive wins. And they have a winnable schedule if you look at their remaining games. They have the Chargers, the Pats, and the Dolphins, who also haven't really beaten anybody of note. So Buffalo could be one of the hottest teams with all of the momentum going into the playoffs. I have said that despite the turnovers, I still think Josh Allen is a top-five quarterback. I still think he's a guy who can absolutely take the Bills there, and I think he's capable of winning a Super Bowl. But I want to check in with you because you're the person who says, I think that he might put you in a position to win a game. He's also going to put you in a position to lose a game. Is there anything he can do down the stretch to change your mind? Interesting point you just brought up. He can put you in a position to win a game, and he can put you in a position to lose a game. What if he's taken out of position altogether? Think about what they did yesterday. Yeah. He was the complimentary piece. Like, hey, we got James Cook. He has 200-plus yards from scrimmage yesterday. We have a defense that is going to stop the Dallas Cowboys. We are just going to run down your throats. We are going to be big, physical, northeast football team. I've said all year about the Buffalo Bills. Why are you not old-school NFC East? Why don't you realize you play in the cold? Why don't you realize you're playing in the nasty, rainy Buffalo that we saw yesterday? Why don't you realize you have a big, strong offensive line that this guy, James Cook, can run behind? Why don't you realize any of that? Because guess what? Yesterday, for the first time, they seemed to realize, wait, 
We should be old school New York Giants, old school Dallas Cowboys, old school Pat Costello's Philadelphia Eagles, old school Washington team. Like, we should be that. We shouldn't be new school Kansas City Chiefs throwing the ball all over the place because guess what? This guy who's got all the talent in the world and Josh Allen may throw to the other team as he did nine consecutive games Mm -hmm. leading into yesterday. Yesterday, they took the ball out of Josh Allen's hands, and it worked. And it worked in a big way. Against a quality opponent. A great opponent. Yes. And they ran the football with him when need be. They played the brand of football yesterday. I have been begging for them to play. The great Cam Newton, who I love, I'm a fan of Cam's, you know, had the whole thing that we discussed last week, the idea of game manager versus game changer. Sometimes the game manager makes sense for the game changer. Because Josh Allen could be a game changer, good or bad. But when he's just asked to manage the game, Josh, here's what's going to win today. You're going to hand the ball off more today than you normally do. This offense today is going to be more about someone else than it's than it normally is. And as a result, we're going to beat a 10-win football team. That is a game manager. That is him understanding, yeah, coach, whatever we need. Whatever, whatever it is that we need to do to score more points than the other team is what I want to do. And that's what we saw yesterday. Yesterday, as crazy as this may sound, was the most impressive game of Josh Allen's season by far. More so than the Kansas City game, more so than the Philadelphia game, yesterday for me was the most impressive game of Josh Allen's season because that was a game where he was looking at Sean McDermott as head coach and Joe Brady as new offensive coordinator and said, we have 53 on this roster. Whatever you, you need me to make sure that I don't give the other team the ball, you need me to throw the ball 15 times, you need me to complete seven passes, you need me to run the football when need be. You need me to take a back seat and let others drive today. Yeah, whatever you need, coach. Most impressive game for me of Josh Allen's season yesterday. And that's saying something because he's a guy that can really step up and make some big throws, some big plays for you. But you're right. We talked about Josh Allen's mindset this year, and he revealed that he's been trying to do kind of like a low-frequency approach to where he keeps his emotions in check so that he can hopefully not get too excited. That might minimize on the turnovers. It might help his decision-making. And even though he was playing at a high level, we saw those turnovers persist. But one way to make sure that you're at a quote-unquote low frequency and that you can make better decisions is if the decision is made for you. Now, the other part of this is obviously the Dallas Cowboys. Another road loss. Let's hear from Micah Parsons, their stud linebacker, and then from Dak Prescott. We'll hear these back-to-back here about road losses for the Dallas Cowboys. Honestly, it's just unacceptable at this point. Um, There's no excuse for it. Uh, It's mind-boggling. I don't understand why we're not playing well and why we're not coming together on the road. Um, It's something that we need to look at and get better because we got to go on the road next week. Probably one of the first times I've dealt with, with something like this. And we, we've got to embrace, I guess, more than anything, just being on the road, being, being I guess you could say, the underdog, um, going into somebody else's, in somebody else's uh, territory, something I've always enjoyed, honestly. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, I wish I really had an, I had an answer. As I said, that's what, that would be what we, we do in these next couple of days. And when we get in Wednesday, should know different than, than the answers I try to find within myself individually, how I can help this offense make sure that, that we – uh, close that gap. I know the coaches will have answers as well, and then we'll get back to it. Maybe I've got more for you on Thursday. 7-0 and at home, 
three and four on the road for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. This is a team that obviously is great in one spot, not as great in another spot. And because of the loss yesterday, they are putting themselves in a position to play more road playoff games than home playoff games. There is a conversation to be had about the Cowboys. I believe they are actually being treated unfairly by the masses. We're going to get to that coming up. Plus, is Baker Mayfield that guy all of a sudden? Is Baker Mayfield this year's Geno Smith? We'll get to that coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. Jordan Love gets back on track as a three-touchdown game for the Packers against the Bucks, and he's back to the guy that we're all raving about, that he could be the next great quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love, three-touchdown game and a win for Green Bay. Not even close, bud. Oh, a little Ricky Rose. Ford <laughs> of Miami. What? You don't oh, like that? I thought you were going to continue. Oh, no, that's all I got. <laughs> that's one, all I got. One time I met Rick Ross at ESPN. He was doing the car wash and he came. Rick Ross came to ESPN? Yep. And I have a photo with him. He did a hit with Rosillo and Canal. And I was talking to him in the hallway before he went on. And I had on this gold chain. It was like 20 bucks from J. Crew. And he was like, I like your chain. And he had on a big diamond chain. I go, I like yours too. Want to trade? And he's like, no, I'm good. But, but getting that I had, compliment. I had to try. I had to try. Yeah. Rick Ross. Oh, Rick Ross. Liked I my like J your Crew, chain. My J. Crew gold chain. Nuna, were you there for Rick Ross at ESPN that day? This is this is breaking news. I have Who photos. Knows? It was amazing. Yeah. Who those knew? car washes used to be great. Uh, yeah. I remember Fat Joe came through. Jada Kids. Birdman. Yeah. Birdman used my headphones. All the, yeah. All these uh, musicians. Everyone. Yeah. Scarf. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> you remember oh, everybody. T.I. came. Yep. T.I. came. I remember everybody's outfits. That's amazing. Yeah, well, T.I. complimented my brooch that I was wearing. I was wearing a little bomber jacket, kind of like an Evan Cohen style with some pins on it. T.I. complimented the pins. Um, He also told me that I smelled good. He liked my perfume that day. Um, Who else?
Pats came through. We had a whole crew of rappers that came through. Yeah, what other one. 2002 rappers came through? Of wow. course Pat All hates right. on this. Pat, so, of course Pat on. hate. Why so, would you hate on this, Pat? Rob Ross and T.I. and Birdman. It was quite the crew. I wasn't going to do this. I was going to save it for later, but because I feel like Evan is missing out. Evan, we have a surprise for you tomorrow. We have one of your favorite people joining the show tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow, Udonis? Udonis has yes. him. We'll be joining the show tomorrow. Yes. There yes. we go. Oh, my gosh. Welcome back to UD. Excellent. Are you so excited? Well, I've talked to him many times. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Yes. In studio? No, I don't think we can. Oh. That, that's happening, but yes. All right. So there we go. All wow. right. A little NBA with Udonis. I wish, I wish somebody would have told me before and I could have brought my jersey, but now it's in the... Actually, I gave it to Rob. Rob, I don't, Rob, do you have it? No, Rob does not Should I not even show up for that? It feels like I'm going to be intruding on be, a personal moment. There may be some, um, some surprises for Smalls during the week as well, so we'll see. Oh. We'll see what happens Oh, here. okay. All right, anyway. Um, no, well, nervous. thank you, Nuno, for that. That's awesome to hear. And, of course, Pat is going to – by the way, how did you get to Udonis Haslam from hating on – Pat hating on rappers? I saw the little almost not tear in your eye that you just missed out on these great rappers, so I just was like, hey, let me brighten up your day. Okay. But, that's what guys, you know, that's what producers do. Try to help out their uh, talent. Well, thank you. Thank yeah, well, you. Then we'll get Ludacris on. Oh, uh, here Oh, I go. would love to talk to Ludacris. Yeah, all these people would be great, Pat. Yeah, You're you actually wrong. Uh, CeCe would love all these people. Smalls and I would love all, like, every one of us would love these people on except for you. Clearly. Okay, so when Rick Ross came on our show, he told this unbelievable story about partying with Gronk. And we had, we turned it into a GIF or a GIF, GIF. Rob Lorenzo, social media, GIF, GIF. I don't know, but the GM of the Chargers name is either GIF or GIF now, and I don't know which, which one it is. One of the two. Yeah. But he told this great story about partying with Rick Ross that became kind of a staple on our show. So Rick Ross, excellent guest. Yeah, all right. Well, Pat doesn't want him. All right, anyway. So, yes, <laughs> I'm on a kick today that I think the Dallas Cowboys are treated unfairly. We're going to get to the which Baker Mayfield so conversation. It's offensive. For you to say that the <laughs> Dallas offensive? Cowboys are treated unfairly is an offensive statement. Okay, so if I took the Cowboys, if I took the label of Dallas Cowboys out and I said, we have a team in sports that everyone says it doesn't matter what they do in the regular season, it just matters what they do in the postseason. Wouldn't that indicate there's no such thing as a big loss or a big win? If we just have that in general. Hold up, hold up. You can't do that because context around this specific team matters. We don't hold the Buffalo Bills to the same standard that we hold the Dallas Cowboys to. And that's because of this image, the pomp and circumstance, the self-created grandeur of Jerry Jones and this specific franchise. When you call yourself America's team, you better deliver on that. And guess what America loves? Greatness. Guess what America loves? Winners. We don't, we're not like, oh, wow, close but no cigar. That's the team that we want to represent our country. Absolutely not. And it is not treating you unfairly if you set those expectations. And that's what they do year in and year out. Jerry Jones comes out and says, this team can win a Super Bowl. And when they fall short, I actually think it's respectful to hold you to the standard that you hold yourself to. All right, let's get calls in coming up on this on the Dr. Pepper inbox at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Is it fair for me to say what I'm saying today, which Smalls thinks I'm nuts, that if the Dallas Cowboys win against Philly last week, if we're not going to say that's a huge win, can we also not say it's a huge loss if they lose against Buffalo? In other words, are they actually treated unfairly? And is Buffalo the team outside of Baltimore that you think has the best shot to get to the Super Bowl in the AFC? And oh, by the way, they're not even in the playoffs as of now. But 
we heard it coming back. I had a terrible take once again about the Green Bay Packers <laughs> who, I mean, if you can figure them out, good luck. Cause I cannot, you cannot, it's ridiculous. Nope. Once, the moment you think they're great is yeah, not exactly the case. They may be the biggest, maybe in the NFL right now. They may be good. They may not be good. Not sure. The team that they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday in that game, Baker Mayfield has a big game for Tampa yesterday. Okay. Throws four touchdown passes. Tampa is seven and seven. Yes. Seven and seven. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a playoff team right now. And Baker Mayfield, through 14 games this season, has 24 touchdowns and eight interceptions. Do you remember a year ago when Geno Smith had this revival year after Russell Wilson was traded to the Broncos and everybody was understandably going crazy about how great Geno Smith was? 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions for Geno last year, over 4,200 yards a year ago and a QB rating of 100.9. Well, Baker Mayfield this year is on pace to potentially have a better season, maybe, than Geno Smith had last year. 24 touchdowns, 8 picks, 3,300 yards here, with obviously games left to play. Why are we not talking about him, led by us, the way we talked about Geno last year? Maybe because Geno had a catchphrase. They wrote me off at him right back, though, and that really encompassed kind of how we felt about him and how he outperformed our expectations. But we should be talking more about Baker Mayfield. He's playing great. And he's one of those guys, Evan, that I always wondered about. If he was drafted by a different franchise, if he had any sense of stability early on in his career, what could Baker have been? I don't even remember how many head coaches and coordinators he had during his time in Cleveland. That's how often the churn was happening. And that is so detrimental to the development of a young quarterback. But I always thought that he was a good leader, that he had toughness, that he was one of those guys that could have really done something. And it feels like... See, I did not. I don't mean to interrupt. I thought none of that. And you were obviously right, and I'm wrong right now with what the results are. it's a smaller sample size, obviously. But But he's been great. He's been great, but he's... In a place where I feel like he has stability, he's gotten the runway to show what he can do, and he's playing great. We should be talking more about how well Baker Mayfield is performing this season. They are a team that right now, I mean, that NFC South is awful, right? I mean, I understand that New Orleans obviously wins yesterday against the Giants and Tommy DeVito. Uh, they are both 7-7, seven and seven, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Atlanta loses an awful game to Carolina yesterday, an ugly game with about 12 people outside in that game in Carolina yesterday. Like, literally, I've never seen an NFL game with that little amount of people there, at least on the, the camera shots that we saw. And Atlanta is 6-8. and eight. But Tampa at 7-7, seven and seven, if they win the division, I, I, I literally cannot believe what I'm about to say here. Okay, here we go. Let me take a deep breath. If Tampa wins the division, Will Baker Mayfield get, like, fifth-place MVP votes? Is there I, a fifth-place MVP? Know, I think a, there is. That division is rough. I think we'll, we'll certainly just, put that into but consideration. Is it a reasonable question that I just asked? If Tampa Bay wins the division, they have home against the Jaguars, home against the Saints at the Panthers. The Jaguar game, I think, is going to be tough. Jaguars coming off of bad losses here. They need to get back on track. They should beat the Saints, and they should beat the Panthers. So let's say they finish with nine. If they go nine and eight... I mean, is that absurd to think that Baker Mayfield could get, like, a fifth-place MVP vote? I'm not saying I would give it to him. I'm just asking the question, if this guy finishes with less than 10 interceptions and over 30 touchdowns and wins a division. But it's that that division. I know, but the fact that that question can even be asked is kudos to him. Because, yeah, I mean, last year we talked about that with Geno Smith. Whether or not he deserved, I mean, he may, I don't know if he had any MVP votes last year. He probably did. I don't mean first place, second. Like, I wouldn't put him, obviously, above Dak. I wouldn't put him above 
um, um, Brock Purdy or Lamar Jackson or Tua or Tyreek Hill. I wouldn't have put him above any of these guys. But I bet you somebody will. If you're covering Tampa and you see him game in and game out, I mean, he may be comeback player of the year. We had that Josh Dobbs moment for a little bit. He's not winning that. What Baker Mayfield has done this year is something that you, me, CeCe, we have not discussed. And yeah. four touchdowns yesterday, division lead, 24 t- a 3 to 1 touchdown interception ratio for a division leader right now? Where the heck did this come from? Yeah, well, this, this game yesterday was kind of like the in-betweeners of franchises. Like Jordan Love is stepping in after the guy was there, after Aaron Rodgers was there. And so the question we had around them is not only is Jordan Love the guy, but what, it, what will the Packers look like without him? Right. We're looking at the Bucks in the post-Tom Brady era, and I think we all just assume that Baker Mayfield would be the bridge guy. He's going to be the guy after Tom Brady until they get the next guy. I think the, the question that I'm asking is, is he the guy? He's the guy for now, and he's certainly a guy for someone next year because there aren't enough good quarterbacks for all of the teams that will have QB openings. So Baker Mayfield will be the starting quarterback for a team next year. Whether it's Tampa or someone else, he has clearly earned an opportunity to be a starting quarterback for a team next year. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That is your telephone number to be a part of, of course, Unsportsmanlike, Dr. Pepper, call in line. We want your phone calls on the Dallas Cowboys. Are they being unfairly treated? Are we too harsh on them after losses and not complimentary enough after wins. Plus, a bunch of teams were eliminated from the postseason yesterday, including a team that may have a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback coming back this week. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. We are here in Florida. Oh, CC is in Paris. Do you think you know this stuff better than I would, Smalls? Okay. CC will come back and he'll say something he drank was the best or something he ate was the best. Well, because he loves wine, he's a yeah. wine connoisseur. But obviously, the food overseas is amazing as well. CC will come back and have a meal that he'll talk about, or a drink that he'll talk about. Um, I think both. I, I'm going to let him share when he comes back. But I think one of the meals that they had planned is in a pretty spectacular location. Got it. All right. So inside information there. Yeah, I'm, he I'm... was telling me in the makeup room before he left. We were going over the itinerary, and it's his wife's birthday. That's why they're in Paris. And um, happy birthday, Mel. Happy birthday to Mel. But I, I think that one of the meals that they had planned was a plus. OK, good little tease there. Unsportsmanlike yeah. presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com for more information. We're going to play a little eliminator game. Hope or no hope with some of the teams that have been eliminated and their future. Oh, but excuse for- me. Is, yeah. Should it be hope or nope? Oh, 
Well, you could have said that before. Well, I just, just clicked sheet. in my head. Hope or nope? Okay, Doesn't that sound saying. like more of a game show? Vibe? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Mitch <laughs> in Arkansas joins us here on Sportsman Like on ESPN Radio. What's up, Mitch? Hey, man, I didn't think I'd be on here. <laughs> well, you're on now. But you're no, live, Mitch. To... Hello. Hey. Mitch, hey. hello. Oh, wow. Man, that's awesome. I, I agree with the, the statement that Cowboys do hold their own standards, and they should be held against that. And also – Nobody likes a winner because the Patriots have been hated for years for winning. That's all I got to say. Yeah, but the Cowboys, I don't think we consider them like a winner historically. I think we consider them underachievers. And yesterday in getting destroyed the way they did, I think people would look at them as underachieving, obviously, in that performance yesterday. Uh, Griffin in Connecticut listening on the ESPN app. What's up, Griffin? Hey, uh, Michelle, you are 100% right. They hold themselves their own standard. I'm a Yankee fan. It's the same with the Yankees. When we have a great, if we had a great rugby season and we make the playoffs and we make the American League division round, but we lose in that championship game, it's a failure season for us. Why? Because we set ourselves the standard that it's World Series or nothing. The Cowboys set themselves the standard that it's Super Bowl or nothing. So if they make the playoffs and they make the American, and they make the NFL, NFL divisional round, and they don't win that, why can we say it was a great season for them when they set themselves the standard that they have to win the Super Bowl, that they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, that they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, so they set themselves a different standard. Absolutely, and I think the Yankees is a good comp because they haven't won since, what, 2009? And even though that they went out and got Juan Soto this offseason, CeCe's a diehard Yankee fan, he was like, I still feel like they're going to find a way to let me down. So even being aggressive, going out there, acquiring the talent to put them in a position to go for it, Yankee fans are bummed out because they haven't won in quite some time. The Cardinals feel the same way about not winning since 2011. The Cowboys haven't even been to the the NFC Championship game in 27 years. We're not talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. We're not talking about the Green Bay Packers. I mean, we're talking about an organization that hasn't even been to a Super Bowl or or been to the round before the Super Bowl in almost 30 years. But they didn't win or lose the Super Bowl yesterday. And neither did the Bills. The Bills had a butt kicking. I was impressed. I can't praise them more than I have today. They're not in the playoffs, and the Cowboys are, and the Cowboys still can make a run. But the point is, is that over almost three decades now, they've fallen short while still regurgitating the rhetoric that they're America's team and that they're the biggest act in all of the NFL, which therefore makes them the biggest act in American sports. And you cannot hold yourself to that standard and not deliver. The bill has come due. You have got to win a Super Bowl in order for us to believe that what you keep you keep telling us you're America's team. You keep telling us that you're a Super Bowl caliber team. At some point, you've got to show us. And it's been quite some time. All right. Now, let's. we are on Sportsmanlike, by the way, on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. A bunch of teams were eliminated from the postseason this weekend. Pat Costello, our producer, is going to give us a team, and we're going to say hope or nope. I guess we're changing it. But uh, I was gonna, initially it was hope or no hope. Now it's hope or nope when it comes to their future based on some of the teams that have been or were eliminated this weekend. Pat. Hope or nope, the New England Patriots, Evan. I'm going to say hope only because they have a top two pick in the draft. But if it's not Belichick, then it's nope because there's already been reports about Gerard Mayo with the coaching staff and whether or not he fits and how he's operating. And there's a Mayo versus kind of the rest of the staff there. He's supposed to be the successor to Belichick. 
So hope, but not if Belichick's not there. Well, it doesn't seem like he's going to be there, Evan. I think we would all be pretty shocked if he returned at this point based on all of the information that we're getting out of Foxborough and out of the Patriots organization. And that's why I'm going to say nope as well because it is really hard to replace a Super Bowl winning head coach. It's even harder to replace that guy. Even though the state of the team is not up to his standards, I still think it's really hard to hit on a head coach and coming off of a guy who had unprecedented success there, I think it's it's pretty unlikely that they're going to be able to automatically get the next guy the next time around. And I think they have a lot of rebuilding to do, so I'm going to say nope. Next, Pat. Hope or nope, the Tennessee Titans. I actually think hope. Me too. I like Will Levis. Me too. Now, yesterday wasn't great that you blow a lead to the Texans, who, by the way, we talk about how bad the quarterbacks are around the league. Do the Houston Texans from one through three have the best quarterback depth chart in the league? <laughs> C.J. Stroud, Case Keenum, and Davis Mills. Yeah. That's actually not, in today's age, that's not horrific. Now, bad loss by the Titans yesterday, blowing that lead. They lose in overtime to Houston, 19-16. Tennessee was up 13-3, 16-9 in the fourth. But I think there's hope. Love the head coach in Vrabel. I think I would give Levis a shot. I have hope for Tennessee. I have hope as well. I know this season certainly isn't what they expected it to be, but I'm with you on Will Levis. He's shown me signs that he deserves a shot next season. And Mike Vrabel is one of those coaches that I always will have hope in. He is an incredible leader. He has a team that plays to his identity. And even though they're not having success this year, I would say they're one of those teams to keep an eye out for in the future. Next. Hope or nope, the Carolina Panthers. Nope. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Nope. Because David Tepper is still the owner. And when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And David Tepper has shown me that he is an owner who meddles. He's an owner who has a quick hook when something isn't going up to the way he expects it to. And that does not lend itself to success in the National Football League. And I I wonder if he can change his behavior even though he's bringing in a new coach. I love how Smalls is going after David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers. When we were at dinner last night, we were told by somebody, David Tepper comes to the place that we were at all the time. I'd say it to his face. I, well, you just did. So that's the thing. I'm saying it's great that we can now see him tonight at dinner again. and sm- We may have to break it up. Smalls going after David Tepper. Wouldn't be the first NFL owner. She takes the task. Pointing the finger in the face, screaming and yelling at him, let's go Smalls. I did not yell at him. I never raised my voice. I never had a swear word in the conversation. I just dropped facts. Next one. All right, last one. Uh, Hope or nope the Jets? Okay. Uh, Nope and nope in a big way. What is going on with... Yeah, what is going on with this franchise is really bad right now. We're going to get into the Aaron Rodgers conversation coming up here. If they don't shut him down today... Or let's say by the end of McAfee tomorrow, it's a complete disgrace. You have to shut him down. He is going to be your franchise quarterback next year. We know that. You don't score a single point yesterday and you let up all those points. I have no hope because if Aaron Rodgers is running this franchise and Nathaniel Hackett's still calling plays and Robert Sala has not proven to be a great coach, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm putting the nope on there right now. So they are a disaster right now. But I still look at the talent on that team and feel like if they had the right quarterback, that they could have success. Well, that quarterback's coming back next year. Well, maybe it's we think. maybe it's misguided. But I can't unsee what I saw 
this year with Aaron Rodgers and the way he galvanized this team. And I just think when he comes back and plays, if he's healthy and he's actually out on the field, we will see a different version of the New York Jets. Will this week be Aaron Rodgers' first week back or the end of Aaron Rodgers' season? We'll find out coming up. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio and ESPNU, along with Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you, Chris Canty, overseas in Paris, back with us in the new year. Hope CC is enjoying the time away with the wifey. Great job by him. Great husband work by him. Makes the rest of us look bad. Do you say wifey often? Yeah. Okay. You don't? No. Sorry. But I'm not a I'm not a wife, so maybe if I was. You wouldn't say it about yourself. You would say it about somebody else, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I, I don't say You wouldn't say I'm so and so's wifey. But I wouldn't say, Oh, I met Evan's wifey. No, but I, when you're saying it in <laughs> context, I guess I don't know. Anyway. Can you by the way, can you tell how big people are by FaceTime? Because we FaceTime with my kids last night and Michelle turns to me and she's like, Boy, he really is tall, your son. Well, you were telling me how he's had a growth spurt, how he's tall. You showed me a photo of him, and I was like, yeah, he does look really tall. But he was standing next to your daughter, and I could really see the height disparity. He, he does Well, he's 10 tall. and she's 7. I so. know. But still, I mean, again, I don't have kids, so I don't know how big of a size difference a 10 and a 7-year-old no, should big. be. But yeah, he looks big. really tall. He's like a stretch 4 is what he is at this point. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we did see the Jets yesterday uh, get destroyed by the Miami Dolphins. Great win by the Dolphins in beating the team you're supposed to beat without your best offensive player in Tyreek Hill. Like, I'm not going to hold that part against them. Obviously, they don't have a great win this season. But this Jets conversation now, Aaron Rodgers is cleared, ready to go, ready to play, theoretically can play on Sunday if they take him off of IR on Wednesday, by Wednesday. Robert Sala, head coach of the Jets, was asked about it postgame. There's a report, obviously, that you know, Aaron that could be cleared uh, this upcoming week. How does this loss affect that? I, I don't have any. There, there's no discussion to be had until we until he's actually cleared. 
Okay, no discussion to be had until he's actually cleared. Here's the thing. The New York Jets are not the only team in the NFL this year to lose a quarterback. Many teams have lost quarterbacks this year. Many teams have lost multiple quarterbacks. Cleveland Browns are on their fourth quarterback with a guy in Joe Flacco who wasn't on their team uh, to start the season. The Cincinnati Bengals lost the quarterback, had a great win on Sunday, or Saturday, excuse me, against Minnesota, who also lost their quarterback in Kirk Cousins, who have also played four quarterbacks this year. There are many teams across the league that have figured out ways of playing football without their starting quarterbacks that have looked better than the Jets that, oh, by the way, did not have the second overall pick in the draft. They are eliminated from the playoffs. It does absolutely no good for Aaron Rodgers to come back. The singular and only reason that Aaron Rodgers would come back is for Aaron Rodgers. We know it, Aaron. You have accomplished this. You have come back in in quicker time than anybody has ever done this. There is nothing for you to prove to us. The only thing that you could do the rest of the season is, God forbid, re-injure yourself and enter this offseason in rehab versus in training. The New York Jets would be committing franchise malpractice to let this man play the rest of the season. You need to shut him down at all costs. Even if it results in him being furious at the organization and wanting to ask out after the season, be my guest if you want to do that. There is absolutely no justification for allowing this four-time MVP Super Bowl champion, first ballot Hall of Famer, to play a regular season football game that does nothing for the good of your franchise. It is a fireable offense to let him play football. Yeah, him returning is, I know, something that he's worked towards, and I totally understand that. When you're going through a brutal rehab, you have to have a carrot. You have to have a motivating factor. I'm sure it's very difficult mentally and physically, obviously, to get through that. So if this was his carrot, if this was his driving force, I'm going to be the person that comes back before anybody. I'm going to come back before the end of the regular season when nobody thinks I can. Great. If you needed that to get you through this, awesome. But I keep thinking about this, Evan. When we look at Aaron Rodgers and this situation with the Jets, this this move to go there was about him winning another Super Bowl because it's all about his legacy. It's all about him adding another chapter to his already great resume, right? He's trying to get another Super Bowl in another place before his career is over. When we look back on this, will we in any way be like, wow, you know, Aaron Rodgers' legacy is enhanced because he came back from an Achilles injury no. faster than anybody else? No. no. So that's not something that we are going to put into consideration when we talk about Aaron Rodgers, the football player. If he goes out there and injures himself again and it in any way prohibits him from competing next year or going after another Super Bowl, this will be something that we talk about. This will be something that could actually hinder his legacy or alter his legacy in any way because that's the goal. The goal is to win. I don't know why they, as the Jets, would want to risk it with him coming back, but I also don't think they have any control over him or the situation. I think it's up to him. How about this as a compromise? And you're going to laugh at this probably, and so will everybody listening, but here we go. What if they say to him, listen, we know you want to come back. We know you want to prove that you can come back before anybody else. Let him drop back and throw one pass. Then it, that's it. Take him out after one pass. What if What if the line doesn't protect him? You see, that's the problem. Evan, the it was four snaps into the season. You're right. I'm not even You're risking right. it with one. I don't one. even like the counter that I'm pitching you. I don't four even snaps. like. You're a thousand percent right. I don't like what I just pitched you. But I'm trying to figure out a way if I'm the Jets to make it known he cannot play football. You have given him your franchise. I'm not even asking you to take it back. I'm asking you to delay 
giving him the full control. Delay it till next year. There has to be that conversation of, Aaron, what are we doing? We're eliminated from the playoffs. It's actually better off for you to not play and us lose more games and get a higher draft pick. We may be able to get a better offensive lineman. We may be able to get somebody that can help you better. The more you play, the more likely it is that we win. The more you play, the more likely it is that we win. The more likely it is that our draft pick is even worse, which does not help us. Let us finish out the season. Even if it means Zach Wilson doesn't play, you're going to have Trevor Simeon hand the ball off to the running backs, and that's it. Call it a day. It is absolute malpractice if they let this guy play because it would just be for him. You've accomplished it. You've done it. I don't know what we have to do to award you the award that we want to give you of you've done it faster than everybody else. But you cannot come back and play. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, is a former GM of the Jets and had this to say about the Jets organization. Run the ball. Run the ball. You have a terrible offensive line. You have a great defense going against an offense that's missing Tyreek Hill, your starting center, starting right guard, and you're going to put a, a, a subset quarterback in a position where you can turn the ball over. That's horrific coaching. It's un, it's absolutely inexcusable. We're talking about people's jobs, so you don't take it lightly, but it's hard to believe that they're going to let Nathaniel Hackett ever call another play or Robert Sala be the head coach. Hard to believe they're going to let Nathaniel Hackett call another play that's going into next year. Robert Sala be the head coach. But what if Rodgers wants both of them? I was just going to say, we keep saying they as if it's not Aaron Rodgers that is going to be dictating who the head coach and offensive coordinator is next year. They built this team for him to succeed. That they did. Nathaniel Hackett was not brought in because they thought that he could help Zach Wilson improve or that Garrett Wilson would somehow be benefiting from Nathaniel Hackett. They brought him in because Aaron Rodgers was an MVP in his system because he worked well with Aaron Rodgers. They brought in players that Rodgers liked. If he likes Rob Sala, Rob Sala's going to be around, which is why I think we might see him play because he is dictating. How do you justify that, though? You can't. But, Evan, they have given him so much power. I, I think that the toothpaste is out of the tube. I don't know if they can in any way rein it in at this point. A guy who has been out for the entire season, I well, four it. plays in, whatever it is, who had a torn Achilles or whatever he allegedly had. I don't want to say allegedly. Whatever he had, right? Ruptured. Ruptured, sorry. <laughs> They're eliminated from the playoffs. They stink. I, I know. And now we're going to bring him back. So what? Now, at this point of his career, if Aaron Rodgers never played another down of football, he's inducted into the Hall of Fame. If Aaron Rodgers never plays another down of football, he is in the conversation for one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. You know, top 10, let's say. He's obviously not one through four or five, but somebody could put him top 10. He's okay? great. He's great. He has nothing to prove other than winning a Super Bowl. Coming back now does nothing to put you closer to winning a Super Bowl because you want to play home against the Commanders. I mean, you can't let them play at the Browns, not with that defense. And by the way, at the Patriots, the Patriots defense is pretty good despite the team being terrible. This is just about Aaron. Not only, I'll give you one thing. You said, will this this help his resume? I think it's going to hurt because the only thing we're going to think about is that he came back only for him and not for the team. We're on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.